In a darkened alley of Severin, a scoundrel stands by the fading warmth of a gratitude barrel. The ashes inside smolder as the last flames drown. Their last breath, a plume of smoke <laughs> that leaves the scoundrel's eyes watering. The light doused, he looks about to ensure that he is hidden. The only eyes on him belong to the immortal emperor. A painted mural of his majesty's visage. As the image was powerless to stop a vandal's addition of a mustache, the scoundrel is sure that he is alone. He strikes a match to light his cigar, and in the brief light, spies a silhouette. He is startled, but not surprised, as he calls out, Hold it! You the cricket that I hired? I am cricket. Step into the light. Let me have a look at you. Cricket steps into the light, what little of it there is, and she's really tiny, kind of flimsy looking. Like, she looks very fragile, obviously pale, since she has never seen sunlight, and has really long, kind of scraggly dark hair. She kind of looks like a ghost girl from a J-horror film. It's hard to pinpoint her age. She's probably like late teens or early 20s, but who knows? She's just kind of vaguely creepy and seems a little bit out of it. And she's wearing rags. Hell yes, Jackie. All right. (laughs) And so the silhouette was intimidating in a mysterious way. And this isn't intimidating, but it is definitely creepy. (laughs) So uh, give me the snatch. His face scrunches up and he says, you ain't been followed, right? No one follows me. Yeah, I can see why I keep my distance. (laughs) I know I hired you for a ghost. I didn't tell you the whole situation. The ghost is important to me. It's, um, well, see, it's a Madrium. Madrium. The only one who could ever sympathize with an old snatch like me. What happened to them? I, uh... I'm gonna regret this voice if I have to talk with you. <laughs> <laughs> you can always be, like, really stoic. Like, you say she, she, she doesn't say a lot of words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably gonna be what happens. That or she just suddenly clears her throat one day and talks normally. She's just had a frog in her throat this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I weren't there, but, uh... When you're a, a Class A snatch like me, you've stolen from a lot of people. And you probably pissed a lot of people off. Uh, a lot of people will take advantage, hurt you where you're most vulnerable. And they got my Madrium. I've been panicking for a whole week. I don't know. I don't know what to do. They're clearly not themselves anymore. That sucks. It does suck. I know that if I took it to the boss, they'd say, Gimme, your choices are we, we put them in a whole body and put them to work or uh, put them in the juicer, you know, make some plasma. Madrium's been too good to me. So what do you want from me? I uh, I heard that there are some ghosts that, you know, they can kind of keep living without being thirsty for life. And I don't know if you could if you could go in there and, and help or not be thirsty anymore. I, I heard some stuff about you that you might have experienced this sort of thing. I don't usually I don't usually deal with whispers. I'm just a snatch. I can see what I can do. Down that alleyway. All right, I'll have to talk to her. Yeah, yeah, just down the way. They're taking you around the corner. It doesn't it doesn't read as a spirit, because spirits can't plainly be seen in detail by the naked eye. What you see is not like a silhouette, a, a, a full-body apparition or whatever. It almost looks like a whole 
the city's dark and black, especially in this part where the lights have been doused for crime purposes. Mm-hmm. So this hole in the pitch black, the underside of this darkness, and it's, it's blue, a cool blue, distorting stuff that you look past around it, like a barrel, that graffiti mural bending around this this hole that is Madrium. I'm going to ask you the thing that we ask every single time we encounter a spirit. Does anyone recognize them? And what I mean, Jackie, is how do you recognize this spirit as a person? Sure. How do you, how do you recognize this hole as a spirit? I think Cricket has a lot of experience with ghosts and a lot of very like close personal relationship experience with ghosts. So can just kind of recognize moods among ghosts in kind of the same way that like a normal human living person can kind of get a sense of the room when they walk into it. And I think that Cricket can tell that this ghost is a fairly recently dead ghost because it's still longing for its own life and its past and it's kind of confused about being dead and hasn't kind of settled into the longer term version of that confusion, which is a little bit more aimless and scattered and is still kind of shocked by being dead. As you approach, as you're recognizing that confusion, there is like the faint question of give me the snatch. It's a hand over his heart and he's like Listen, you gotta, you gotta help him, Cricket. Oh, you gotta help. So you can probably use insight to attune to try to get more of a sense of the situation. Okay. Or if you'd like, you could roll steel to somehow get Majorum's attention. As right now, Majorum's attention is on Gimme. You're not even being noticed here, but you need to talk to her. Hmm. Okay, I'll roll steel because right. I can't do anything without that. So, so uh, you, you can also roll insight first if you'd like. Nah, Cricket does not look before she leaps. <laughs> Hell yeah. So Steel is rolled a little bit differently than the other ones. Uh, you pick from the list one that you do not want to do. Okay. And then the roll determines which one you do do with any. So freeze up, leave yourself wide open. Panic, disengage, or flee. Collapse, let go, or give up. Rage, lose control, or do unintended harm or suffer more trauma or harm? Which do you not want to do? Uh, panic, disengage, or flee. Great. Now roll steel. 2d6, plus your steel. All right, with my plus one steel, that is a seven. Nice. You do one that you did not pick, I get to choose. Okay. Yeah, I think you're going to freeze up and leave yourself wide open. What exactly are you doing to get the spirit's attention? I think Cricket's just kind of drifting closer to the spirit and trying to get between the spirit and give me the snatch and kind of block the view, which doesn't really work because she is much smaller (laughs) than the human that is giving the attention to the spirit. Uh, But but that's what she's trying to do. She's not like jumping up and down and waving her arms or anything. I got you. I got you. As you're approaching, it's a feeling more than something visually seeing, but there's a feeling of like dry flaky skin coming off and then conversely what like what's making that this weird distorted blue hole is echoes of the city from the ghost fields are being sort of sucked in to cover up raw spaces where this like flakiness being lost the flakes you you come to understand as you as you walk a little closer the flakes are what makes madrium madrium and you probably haven't witnessed this before, at least not this closely. The reason why you freeze up and leave yourself wide open in response to this is because of your closeness to spirits. You can see here that Madrium is doing what 
most spirits that lack guidance unintentionally do to survive, and that's giving up part of themselves and kind of giving in to that hunger. You know for a fact that you're watching Madrian lose, lose themselves right now. Right, okay. You're feeling it, in fact, getting this close. Now that you've gotten Madrian's attention and you've left yourself wide open, mm-hmm. uh, let's roll against the supernatural. Okay. So this is uh, going to be a weird one for you. Excellent. But we'll, we'll maintain the heart of it. It's a 2d6 roll. that You get pluses based on questions. Having played your apprenticeship, journeymanship, listener, Cricket is a whisper, not a line bowl. But functionally, Cricket is level two. Right, Jackie? Yes. So that means that functionally, Cricket has completed an apprenticeship and a journeymanship. So that's a plus two already. Cricket does not have the support of another gang. The next questions are in regards to roles that line bowls have. If there's no anchor, you take minus one. If you have a bull in every other role, you take minus one. <laughs> I've also told you before we started that Cricket is a weird case. <laughs> as a whisper, Cricket is kind of none of the roles and functionally all of them. Cricket can do it all. Yeah. Cricket can zap a ghost. Cricket can tether a ghost. Cricket can attract a ghost. Cricket can examine a ghost. Unfortunately, Cricket is one person. <laughs> so I'm still going to take a minus one from that. So you're currently at a plus one. We're going to assume Cricket has worked this area before, so we're not going to take a minus one there. Okay. Here's something for you to do. Normally it's a question of, do the other bulls swear to follow your orders without hesitation? There's no other blind bulls here. Nobody helping you, so to speak, but there mm-hmm. is a third person. Gimme here. Right. Could fuck this up. Uh, what would you say to him to get him to listen to anything you tell him without hesitation? If you want me to help her, you need to trust me. Do whatever I say. Exactly as I say it. Yeah, I think as there's like a uh, yeah, 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 okay. All right. <laughs> Do a thing. So you also have an additional plus one from your gift, right? Yes. Sensitive. It's one of the arcane gifts that I made up. <laughs> it's not real. I made it up. It has become real because we have said it. Cricket's connection to the ghost field allows Cricket to sort of feel like the movements of ghosts and, and echoes within the ghost field to sort of allow her reaction time to be a little faster. So you've got a plus two total. Roll 2d6 plus two. All right. That's a nine plus two is 11. Nice. So you pick two of the below. Seizing the initiative, maintaining an orderly disposition, meaning the bulls, you, and I guess Gimme as well, uh, are deployed where you want them and are ready for action. Uh, in that case, you could just be like at the start of a plan if you want. Or you see a particular opportunity or advantage, bulls take plus one ongoing while exploiting the advantage. I will tell you this, because of your steel roll, I think if you don't pick seize the initiative, I'm gonna be kinda I'm gonna be kinda hard on you. <laughs> All right, then seize the initiative is definitely one of them. And I think maintain an orderly disposition. Great, great. Now it's really become a, a conflict. Maybe not an actual fight, but now, now this is becoming a conflict. Where are you? And where is Gimme in relation to the spirit? I think uh, at this point, I signal for Gimme to get out of sight of the spirit so that she's not so distracted. So he's behind a barrel or something else in the alley that we're in. And just kind of breaking that line of sight so that I am directly in front of the spirit and have its full attention. Now you're going to be able to do one of the opening moves... If you'd like, I could also give you some other options that are less ghost fight-y. <laughs> um, <laughs> but regardless, whatever you're doing, while you're doing it, 
the fact that you've left yourself wide open and you're this close. You're you're realizing the the porosity of this spirit that you're so close to because in this enlightened age of science, <laughs> we understand that spirits they act like a vapor, but there's like a membrane of electroplasm. They, they are a physical thing. If you had an airtight room, only a very powerful spirit could slip between the molecules. Mm-hmm. So you are going to unfortunately get hit with some trauma. So two clocks worth of trauma, mild supernatural weirdness. Okay. As you can feel a bit of your own plasm life force filling the sponge through an osmosis, going to where there's less of it. Yeah. Not even like through the a- active attempts of Madrian. I think even Cricket's going to be creeped out by that feeling. I'm trying to think of a way if I can use my spirit masks somehow at this point. Yeah, sure. Use the spirit mask as part of like a ritual to, to tether. Yeah, I think I think that's what Cricket's going to do. So Cricket, as a whisperer, has a spirit mask in this dark, unlit space. Just kind of looks vaguely white and lumpy. Don't worry about it. And she, so she puts on this mask, and this allows her to kind of immediately enter kind of a ritualistic headspace and connect better with the ghost field. I think I'm trying to think how what this would actually look like ritually, but. If you if you want to describe not even something that like physically would be seen, yeah. but like uh, through through some kind of metaphor, I think Cricket draws on her connections with every ghost she's known and calls on that memory to create a connection with this ghost that is spiritually binding to try to tether it. I like it. Roll me finesse. All right, my finesse is not great. Oh, that is a three. Oof. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you construct from your experiences, from connections with ghosts, almost a, a, a net, a net of, of hands, touching hand, outstretched hands, humanity. Spirits are humanity. That, that's what makes us us. And that same net reaches out to connect you to Madrium. And unfortunately, as the hand reaches out, forming from this void is a hand slapping it away. Viciously, <laughs> the hand becomes like a long claw, not literally severing your connections with these other spirits, but tearing through them to get to you. Go ahead and take two harm from a manifestation attack by a ghost. All right, it's going great. It hurts your heart a little bit too. It, it's, it's not like a literal claw raked your body and like you, now you're bleeding all over the place. Except that some of your life force. Sure, yeah. And left behind, another bit of Madrium flaked off, and you just get the sensation of Madrium's hands pressing pressure of a wound that must have belonged to Gimme in some intimate moment in between crimes. Aww. But now those same hands are violence. That's sad and painful at the same time. Gimme actually from around the corner is like, hey, it doesn't sound great. <laughs> Madrium does a horrible like a ghostly roar it doesn't sound like Majorum's voice at all yeah and I think Cricket is hissing in pain a bit too so it's not gonna sound great for anyone so what are my options at this point roll insight to attempt to attune somehow and glean some understanding you could roll force to try to um be like no you're coming with me stay here or you, you could just start zapping <laughs> <laughs> you're you're running out of time yeah can I impose my will with insight yes with your sick gifts Yes. What did I call it? I made it up. Aware. Aware. Yes. Listeners will know we don't often roll impose your will because technically it's used to impose your will on other players, but command ability in Blades of the Dark is too interesting to let this just rot. (laughs) 
So thanks to this gift, uh, the Whisper Cricket can uh, impose your will on a ghost. When you impose your will to get your way, you roll, if your steel is greater, plus one. What's your steel? My steel is plus one. Yeah, that's better than a normal person. So <laughs> plus one. Your level is definitely greater. So that's another plus one. You're not a noble. Are you going to threaten bodily harm? Because if you do, then you can get plus one. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be like, I tried to be nice. All right. Here's a plus three. What you're going to roll. On a 12 plus, Madrium's going to be so overwhelmed, going to have to listen to you. On a 10 or 11, it's going to have a choice to do what she says. On a 7 to 9, um, she does not have to do what you said, but she's going to take some trauma. Mm-hmm. And since you've threatened bodily harm, yeah, there's a chance where she can force your hand and make you actually act on what you said. So okay. roll, roll higher than that. <laughs> plus three total. I will do my best. I got a 10 plus three. So, Woo! All right. So overwhelmed. Yes. Yeah, you've tried being nice. And what do you do with your power of the ghost field and your words? You're, you're, you're pulling her back. Yeah. Taking the flaky skin that she was going to abandon to salve herself. You're forcing her to not abandon it. Stay here. Yeah. So still wearing the mask uh, and Cricket just reaches out her arms to kind of uh, mime catching all of the bits that have been flying off of the spirit. And she just moves her hands together like she's squashing something that's giving her a lot of resistance. Gimme at first, he's come around and he sees you reaching your hand out threatening. He starts to pull up the knife because he's like, hey, what are you doing? And then he stops, the knife clatters because Madrium's face begins to form as you push down like a sculptor with clay. <laughs> if clay like wanted to be formed. Yep. There is a ghostly wailing of this. <laughs> Cricket is cradling the cheek of a solid, as solid as a ghost gets, mm-hmm. uh, a solid blue specter that is very human-shaped. Feminine figure with what must have been uh, straight hair, but braided, wearing a plain dress with some dirt that betrays hard work in life. All right, Cricket just says, Hi, my name is Cricket. Hello, hello, hello. My name's Mandrian. And Cricket beckons to get Jimmy like to come out and rejoin. Gimme's like running, pushing past you, tripping, tripped on some, some, it's really dark. So he actually trips on one of the barrels that have been left out here. And he's like, Madrium, Madrium, Madrium. And he runs over and he goes to reach for her. She goes to reach for him. Uh, he kind of like passes through her as she's like, like a vapor. Mm-hmm. But he, he lands kind of hard on the ground, stops a moment, you don't see his face, and then he starts laughing, and he's like, oh, my dream, my dream, and she's, games, 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 who's, who's this cricket, where did you find him? Don't tell the boss, don't tell the boss, I, I, hired, I hired a whiz before you, here. Uh, your, your money, your money, your payment. Your happy feast of gratitude. Holy shit. I'm grateful for you, creepy, you creepy little, little <laughs> what are you, a kid? How old are you? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, I ain't even worried about it. Cricket just takes the money and trucks. Like, this yeah. is a Tuesday for her. Where would Cricket intend to head next? Like, is Cricket walking back to a house? Is Cricket walking back to some shady spot under some docks? Is Cr- Cricket heading back to... Yeah, I'm thinking shady spot under a bridge somewhere where she's got, like, a weird, sad little mushroom garden that she 
gets most of her food from and also like some bugs that she eats in there. Yeah. Maybe while while setting setting the money down. There's a plump mushroom. Um, one mushroom's been growing good. That one's ready to be eaten. Excellent. Feast tonight. There is the sound of a train whistle and the rattling of the bridge as a certain train comes in to the lightning barrier. You know that this is probably going to be the last train for the whole feast. So those have got to be the guy's Taji sense, or he's got some explaining to do. <laughs> Hello! Welcome to Ghosts on a Train. This is a podcast where we play Ghost Lines, an RPG by John Harper. I'm your conductor, Greg, and I run the game. We're back, baby. We're back. We're back. We're back. A dinosaur story. Somebody knows the reference. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, I'm Hannah. I play Andrew Anderson, young girl shouldering the guilt of fucking up last episode. (laughs) I, I know other things happened last episode, but that's the only one I can remember. I'm Guy. I play Pip. I also want to point out that there are actually ghosts on Ghosts on a Train and in Ghost Lines. I'm Stefan. I play I play Drix, a cowboy who uh, sure wishes he was home for the holidays. Yeah, uh, as Stefan just said, it is a feast of gratitude, which is a holiday uh, in the Shattered Isles, wherein everybody is grateful to the Immortal Emperor for saving all of humanity, and secondarily grateful for you know anything else that's nice. Uh, and for the special feast of gratitude line, we have a special guest, Jackie. She is uh, one of the co-founders. Hello of Faustian Nonsense. Creator of uh, Midsummer's Quarantine. I've always got to rep that shit. Showrunner of Super Suits. She's sibling with the Gorgon Show and also a co-creator. Co-creator? We usually go with producer. Which uh, some of us have been on and some of us may be on. Yeah, God. Uh, anything else, Jackie? Jack and co-writer. Jack of all trades. Come on. Listen to Jack of all trades. It's the reason it's for It's in the... her name. <laughs> She's Jack. She's Jack. Her name is Jackie. She plays Jack on Jack of all trades. I forget about it too sometimes, to be honest. So it's fair. But it's the reason, it's the reason for the nonsense. It's the reason it for the network. Is, yes. Yeah. If you're a fan of supernatural comedy shit like this, but if you wish it was scripted and more tightly produced, <laughs> Jack of all trades, baby. <laughs> and if you want to hear me have no idea what genre I'm in, that is pretty much the premise. Jack thinks that she's in a rom-com for some reason, despite running into ghosts on a daily basis. Listen, when a hot girl shows up, you think you're in a wrong cop. We've that's, all been there. That's true. Yeah. It's, it's totally. <laughs> it's a meet cute and meet ghosts. Yeah. Ghosts can be cute. I, I often step through life and I see a pretty girl and I'm like, I'm in a wrong cop. No, I'm in, I'm in real life. I haven't seen Hello? any ghosts yet, but I'm just as wrong about what genre I'm in. Jackie is playing a special guest that the audience has heard already in the cold open, but the line bulls have not heard just yet. Line bulls ready for Greg to pull some shit? You and the listener know by now that it's not always nefarious. (laughs) Mm. Uh, It's usually nefarious. (laughs) 
I bet if you lined everything up, I bet if you made a list of all our guests, it would be more nefarious than not. Jackie, you're not nefarious, right? I would not call myself nefarious, no. See? Is that too lawyerly an answer? What, what about no, you're no, you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> okay, if, uh, the, if she's not nefarious, then she's lying about something benign. <laughs> <laughs> or not it's it's either either nefarious or lying about something that is not technically nefarious how are we a show about trains we get so off the rails i don't think we've ever had a guest that's just normal oh i said nothing about normal yes yeah, I, I, I can't i can't promise normalcy uh, oh. but the scene that we'll start off in uh, will be somewhat normal yeah with the feast of gratitude our line bulls maybe probably still stay sleeping at the depot in the pride of dusk wall in their beds but the train all trains are uh, not really moving everybody's hunkering down for the coldest weeks of the year i just like from from each of you three a description of some Feast of Gratitude uh, festivities that you've partaken in in uh, the time between the layover and the start of this line. Uh, guy's laughing. Guy, what's well, Pip? Yeah, what, what, what Feast of Gratitude festivities is Pip partaking? Oh, for the Feast of Gratitude, Pip is engaging in the time-honored tradition of self-pity. Pip is quite possibly the lankiest man who has ever lived. All sorts of elbows, all sorts of knees, Greasy, slick back hair and a ponytail and a uh, bulbous gin bloom nose are starting to form. It's the kind of person that you see and then you kind of like have to avert your eyes almost immediately just because, one, they look so weird, but also you really don't want to keep looking at them. So that's, that's Pip. Pip is actually trying not to drink, but is mostly miserable. He's fighting it, but he's not having an easy time kind of indirectly here jackie if you were to try to get this this line bowl to meet you at the local pub the sour spring saloon how would you inform pip <laughs> how would how would pip be informed to come to the sour spring saloon at a certain time that's a good question um cricket would probably send someone to just be extremely cryptic at you like a, well, a kind of person are we talking like messenger time? child grown adults or okay yes <laughs> messenger child almost. okay if it's a messenger child that's probably fine if it was a grown adult i don't think pip would necessarily take yeah, the bait because yeah. pip where does the so 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 this messenger child uh would probably find you probably <laughs> you're trying not to drink is what you said right mm-hmm. yeah so maybe maybe at the depot or something a wide-eyed child has been like creeping and watching for when you like step off the train if and when you do but as soon as you get close enough seven hours (laughs) (laughs) excuse me the sour spring saloon (laughs) seven hours I wish this was a visual medium so you could see the stink face that I was making. <laughs> do, do, do you want me there, or is this a warning? You have seven hours. The Sour Spring Saloon, and the child disappears uh, as some smoggy smoke from all the burning barrel whips past you. 
I feel like I should say no. But also, I don't really want to be here. Got nothing better to do. Feels like that now there could be eyes anywhere around the depot. I should probably leave. All right, who's next? Drinks or Andrew? The depot famously infested with a Victorian voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fussed either way. I'll take it. Why not? Our show has been pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good about orphan representation. I feel we really uh, love the urchins here on Ghosts on a Train. Yeah, <laughs> I love orphans. urchins. In the in the episodes, oh, this feels weird. In the episodes that I had Jackie listen to, it included the first time that a celebrity tried to adopt <laughs> Andrew. I love that part so much. Is someone going to try to adopt Andrew again? It's happened oh. so many times. <laughs> <laughs> What's Strix up to here on this Feast of Gratitude? Would you say it's a Saturday morning? We don't have days like that. The equivalent of a Saturday. Weirdly? Okay, you know what's, you know what's nuts? You know what's nuts <laughs> about Blades in the Dark slash Ghost Lines that nobody ever talks about? Oh? None of the days of the week have, like, official names. And there are 60 days in a month. <laughs> it's fucked up. Amazing. Hey, dog, what? Why? Amazing. Anyways, yes, Amazing. it's the equivalent of a Saturday morning. Oh, awesome. I think Drix is looking around, uh, making sure that he hasn't been followed. He's going to duck into a theater of some kind. Ooh. <laughs> They're playing the Saturday morning tunes. We still have cards. <laughs> in, the er- yeah. in the early days, in the early days of it. There's a popular program about a uh, Severosi rope tangler <laughs> that Trix could not could not help but get interested in. It's based on Rip Southwood's actual life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Real guy Very Rip Southwood, who you did defeat. <laughs> People say that it's for kids, but like the writing is really more sophisticated than it looks like on the tin. Trix, as Trix is enjoying that on the Feast of Gratitude, it's not unusual to see a lot of parents dragged to this with their with their kids. Do, do you have any snacks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. He's got, like, three different boxes of candy, and he's, like, mixing and matching before throwing them in their mouth. I think at one point in time when you're reaching in for some of the candy, feel a, a small hand there, and there's a uh, small child with wide eyes reaching in for the candy. Well, now you know you're supposed to ask first. Seven hours. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, uh... No, no, the word is please. <laughs> May I please? Have... Okay, stop, stop that. Stop making mouth noises. What? Uh, you have seven hours. Sour Spring Saloon. So is this a trap? If you're gonna if you're gonna lead me into a trap, at least don't take my candy. I mean, come on. Get going. Stop making noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think while is um seeing that, uh, there's a big cheer from all the children as uh, Rip Southwood is like, "Gotcha, cowpoke!" Oh, <laughs> and um, dang it, I missed. Has wrote something, and I missed it. You look, you see the aftermath of it, look back, the child is gone, and one of your three boxes of candy is also gone. Son of a... Andrew? So Andrew, due to the latest trauma in her long string of traumas, is not feeling particularly generous towards the emperor uh, in this particular moment, but 
there are a lot of Feast of Gratitude parties and a lot of them have food. Um, well, you can also always watch the uh, the Feast of Dorgitude. <laughs> you know, for people uninterested. <laughs> I forgot. This is this was my idea. I pitched this to you. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. There's a little, there's a little, there's a little dork show. <laughs> okay. Well, I was gonna say I was gonna say Andrew was gonna go around just snatching food from the various parties, but obviously Andrew will go to the dork show. <laughs> I was watching the dog show during Thanksgiving and I texted Greg and was like, can there be a dork show during the Feast of Gratitude? Fully insane. Jiminy, your your own dork. My dork. He looks like a a German shepherd with no hair and a handlebar mustache. Three legs, only one in the front uh, is there. There's a formal dork show, but it's local. They're showing off the dorks. Uh, a bunch of wizards with their long beards and tiny bodies. They're showing off the, the broom handles and their uh, natural ability for, for sweeping floors. <laughs> do they have those weird, speaking of weird, weird uh, sweeping floors, do they have those weird ones that look like mops? You know, you know the but ones it, that but look it, like you, mops? You realize it would just be facial hair. Oh, right. <laughs> In my mind, the broom handle has, like, two legs in front uh, and one leg in back, so that way it can get real low, and it likes to sniff the ground in the broom. I think we need, like, a variation of broom handle that looks like a mop. Yeah, there's a shaggy broom handle. Yeah. Weird, weird pugs, which would look even more horrifying without fur, I'm sure. There's a... Uh. Jiminy Jiminy is very excited. Jiminy, like... Um... But at some point in time, you notice Jiminy goes quiet. Oh God, is there a ghost around? Nope. Uh, you look back and Jiminy is uh, very placidly laying down while uh, a child pets. Oh, okay. The child has very wide eyes and stares directly at you. Oh. Hey Jiminy, maybe come over here. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Try and drag suddenly away from the <laughs> as you go to drag Jiminy away, uh, the child's wide eyes suddenly get like really worried. And it's just, no, wait, okay, oh, wait, hey, 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 chill, 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 please. Are you gonna do something weird? No, I mean, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna, I'm sorry, I just really like your dork, okay? Oh, okay. Um, well, if you're not gonna do anything weird, then yeah, listen, you- listen, can you come to the Sour Spring Saloon in like seven hours? Uh, sure, why? I, I, I'm not supposed to tell you. Uh, oh, you are doing something weird. <laughs> I, I promise. I promise it's not like bad weird. It's not bad weird. I, I swear. I swear. Please let me pay your dork. Okay, fine. Please let me pay your dork. And if anybody asks, I didn't tell you all this, okay? Okay, sure. Thank but you. You can pet my dork. Seven. His name's Jiminy. His name's Jim. Oh my gosh, Jiminy. Anyway, seven hours. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> insane i i can't i just can't why even bother Uh, what? Super Suits, the super-powered legal comedy podcast by... Uh, by Faustian Nonsense. 
We're finally releasing? Yes, on February 6th to podcast feeds with a launch party on the 5th. Stefan, how did you not know that? Because he's been on hiatus with me. Ghost on a train is on a hiatus until the back half of February. Hiatus? I, I, I feel like I've just been sleeping for, like, weeks? And we're gonna keep sleeping until Ghost on a Train comes back. Stefan, I'm the lead writer for Supersuits, and you're part of my writer's room. We're gonna be part of the launch party on February 5th on FN's Twitch, along with cast members. There's gonna be... Mm, activities. You can't sleep. You're right. Sorry, Greg, I've gotta go. No, you don't. <laughs> That's a job for Stefan from Supersuits. You're Stefan from Ghost on a Train. That's ridiculous. I know you're just some weird alter ego, but you don't get to just absorb us into your bit. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. But I already have, Hannah. Uh huh. What? Why are we awake? Uh, go back to sleep, ghost on a train, Hannah. Okay. I don't have time for this, and I don't make those noises in my sleep. Just tell all the listeners to tune in to the Supersuits launch party on February 5th. Or they can listen on February 6th, wherever they get podcasts. Great, now they know. Ghost on a Train will be back in late February, but before then, check out Supersuits. Good night. Going back to the Sour Spring Saloon now, everybody. Oh, Jackie, could you please tell us who, uh, describe to us who the Lion Bulls finds waiting for them at the Sour Spring Saloon? Okay, well, first of all, I don't think they find her waiting for them. I think she appears behind them exactly seven hours after they were told seven hours. She has no way of knowing what time they were told, but she does this anyway. <laughs> I feel like th- that's fun in that it uh, implies that the children were all perfectly synchronized. <laughs> I thought it was just like the one child. Yeah. Nope. We'll never know. <laughs> Perfectly synchronized children or a child in three places at once. <laughs> Ever heard of bilocation? <laughs> anyway. Trilocation in this case. Astral so, projection. Entirely possible. So Cricket. Cricket is, to call back an earlier conversation, kind of like the girl in the Jack of All Trades cover art. <laughs> She's very... So open up, open up Spotify, wherever you yes. get podcasts, subscribe to Jack of All Trades if you want to understand this. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so she's like this pale, wayfish girl with long, dark hair that's very tangled. She definitely doesn't own a hairbrush. She may occasionally steal one from someone without their knowledge. And she's, she's like late teens, early 20s, maybe. But she's also clearly been malnourished for large chunks of her life. And so it's kind of hard to gauge age properly. I'm becoming like a, a, a guy who's only read the locked tomb, but getting real hair arc on a Christmas vibes. I assume from the look on Jackie's face that she has not read the locked tomb. I have not, no. <laughs> Jackie, you would really like the you locked tomb. You would really tomb. like the locked tomb. Okay. <laughs> great book. Andrew Pippin and Drix. There's a chill behind you all. <laughs> Very suddenly. A chill that you ordinarily don't feel in your like civvy clothes. The air of like a, a spirit behind you. <laughs> Does Jiminy react in any way? Jimmy suddenly goes, oh. Okay, I thought it was a trap. The kid promised me it wasn't bad. Well. I'm here to hire you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cricket. You're what? Cricket, it's my name. Oh. Is that why you're doing the whole being real quiet thing? Why are you whispering? 
I am a whisper. Well, that was a question for Treeks. Well, be- because because she's whispering. Also, wait, whispers don't have to whisper, I don't think. No one told me that. Yeah, that's not a rule as far as I'm aware. Uh, yeah, I've, I've met a guy who does whispering and he's pretty loud. Like annoyingly loud. Do you want to be whispering? Is it like part of your vibe? Or this is just how I talk. Okay. <laughs> You're going to keep that up the whole time we talk to you? <laughs> Are you sure? Think very carefully. <laughs> Jackie has thought about this and is expecting okay. fully to regret this. <laughs> well, uh, I think I'm going to talk normal since, you know, this isn't uh, like a whole, you know, we all need to whisper so we don't get caught or something thing. That's totally fine. Hi, I'm Drix. You probably know that, considering you sent a creepy child to steal my candy. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I already told you that I'm hiring you. Like, a while back, I sent someone. Are we upgrading the fee to include the price of a box of candy? Also, wait, which job is this? We've agreed to, like, four different jobs that we never got to. We're working on it. I need someone to test something. A spirit locator. You met Taji, right? Pips of blood goes cold. <laughs> uh, at that exact moment, yeah. <laughs> and everybody, everybody looks to Pip at that exact moment because the bartender comes by with a drink for Pip. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> We know Taji, Taji the Tank Engine. Didn't he die? Yeah, of mysterious circumstances. Rest in peace to a real one. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen him yet. It's been a while. (laughs) He did die tragically young, and that's coming from me, who also is arguably tragically young. I don't think that's arguable. (laughs) Pip Pip is like sipping the drink, which is like the drinks that are just like, they taste like beer, but don't actually have any alcohol content. Oh, like one of the non-alcoholic beer? I was thinking like a mocktail even, but... Something like that. But Pip is just like, "Mm." Wow, there's really no reason for this to exist. Cricket just kind of stares at you silently. (laughs) I don't know anything about your candy, but... I sent Taji to tell you I needed someone to help me test a spirit locator. Did he not tell you? Honestly, I do not remember at this point. It feels like it's been a year. I remember talking to Taji. I could not tell you what he said. I am assuming that it is used to locate spirits. Yes. Is is that presumptuous? Yes, but that's what it does. (laughs) Yes, is it? It is presumptuous. Or yes. <laughs> Duly noted. There is always the option that it could do more than just locate spirits, right? It could, but right now it locates spirits. I hope we need to test it. I have a prototype. I should hope so if you want us to test it. I'm just saying, I'm not at mass production yet. Sure. It is process. 
So what exactly does testing it entail? I assume you want us to use it to find a spirit? Well, yeah. I guess that's presumptuous. (laughs) (laughs) Let's cut to the chase. Is this about a specific spirit, and are we going to find this out later on? The spirit locator senses spirits locations, not, like, by name. Just like if there are any around you. Okay, I just don't want to get us all blindsided when it turns out we're hunched down the ghost of your dead mom or something, and then suddenly things get all complicated, or I don't know. Oh, no, she's fine. I know where she is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. She was always a ghost. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Why wow, was this terrible? Stefan was drinking. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna need you to elaborate on that. I know it's a personal question and we've just met, but I'm gonna need you to elaborate on the, the, your whole parentage situation. My parents are ghosts. Are you a ghost? Well, no, I have a body. Jiminy's being pretty chill. I thought she said she was cricket. I'm cricket. They said they named me that because when they found me as like a a little person, a little human, I was making like weird noises that sounded like a cricket. So they named me cricket. Okay, so you were born of two humans and then taken in and raised by ghosts. Well, I don't remember the the first part of that. So I don't know. Probably. How does that work? How how old are you? I don't know. Yeah, actually, how does that work? Uh, well, um, uh, 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 well, there's, um, there's, uh, there's a lot of ways that things happen, and, uh, sometimes things just... Pip, I've got a question for you. (laughs) Yes. Are you drinking through this? Pip is drinking, but, like, it's the... Again, it's the fake beer. Yeah, while Drix is talking, you notice your drink is getting lower. You're starting to see the bottom of the mug. But the bottom of the mug seems just a little smaller than the rest of it. And it slowly begins to rise up out of the mug. Well, so, 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 like, when, 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 when some people love each other, and I mean, I, well, you know, lots of people love each other in different ways. Cricket, you feel in the ghost field a spectral barrel of something poking out of the Pippin the Kill's mug right towards his eye, and you hear the voice of a spirit, a child spirit, say, And the grip of a hand on a spectral gun coming out of this cup. Cricket, as the one as the one who's noticed this first, thanks to your super cool <laughs> gift, we're getting right into it. I'd like you to roll against the supernatural. All right. I just, uh, well, um, uh, uh, so sometimes it, it, it doesn't have to be a man and a woman. Sometimes it can be like two women or two men. Uh, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> You're still going. <laughs> There's, there, there's like a whole bevy of circumstances in which uh, 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 a, a, a okay, sorry, remind me. Here. What I'm doing. Yeah. So first, so first, for the record, I think Angel actually did get the doc from Candace and Georgie like three episodes ago. So this is just... it was actually Mr. McClaremont. Okay, Mr. McClaremont, she knows the answers to these. Questions. Angel is full of knowledge. 
So as as listeners have heard in the Colt Open, Cricket has the equivalent of both an apprenticeship and a journeymanship. So that's a plus two so far. I'm going to say, normally it's like, did you hold an anchor lottery, do you have a bull in every other role? Our line bulls are not currently equipped with their role equipment, but I'm going to count them as being there. So there's no minuses from a lack of people. Cricket has worked this area before, the city. Here's the thing that I need to ask Cricket, for all the other bulls swearing to follow orders without hesitation. Cricket, you have about a precious few seconds to get these people to jump into action and ideally listen to you. What do you say? I know ghosts. Y'all need to listen to me. There are ghosts. And I know them. So listen to everything I say. Just trust me, okay? <laughs> Gladly. I, uh, Andrew, I want you to know that I am not or that I am not running away from my responsibility in this thing. <laughs> Mr. McClaremont actually told me a, a couple weeks ago. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yep. I have concerns, but I will stow them. <laughs> so that's plus two total, and then another plus one for the arcane gift sensitive. Go ahead and roll with a plus three, Jackie. Ten plus three is thirteen. Holy shit. Okay, God you all three. You get to seize the initiative, maintain an orderly disposition. Everyone is deployed where you want them to, ready for action. Uh, you seize a particular opportunity or advantage. Take plus one ongoing while exploiting the advantage. I'll, I'll let you take the reins after a little bit, but I think definitely what happens is you sense that something's up. You're like, you need to listen to me. Something's happening. The barrel pops out. Pip's like, what? Uh, and then the hammer pulls back on a ghost revolver. Cricket manages to jerk Pip away from the barrel and everybody is able to hop back from the bar as the spectral hand of a small nine-year-old uh, holding a gun fires a revolver into the air, into the ceiling. Taji! It's Taji the Tank Engine's ghost. <laughs> Taji! Oh, there he is. Where is everybody deployed, Jackie? And what's the particular opportunity or advantage that you will get plus one for uh, exploiting? Okay, I think I get everyone back from the bar far enough and quick enough that I'm able to then put on my spirit mask, which for the other C is weird misshapen mask made of little bits of something tied together with wire with eye holes and if you look really closely you can see that it is human teeth oh normal stuff so do i yep, yep. and this is just really uh, helpful <laughs> for boosting my whisper powers just in general it's the equivalent of a badge as far as uh the game's concerned uh, a, a really really fucked up badge okay what's what's the advantage you're thinking we can workshop it too if everybody else has an idea yeah if you have an idea i want that to take precedent how about Cricket also has some other equipment on her, including the spirit locator that we were here to test. Yeah. And a bunch of just random bits of stuff that she was tinkering with when trying to make the spirit locator. So we can probably throw something together with that stuff that will at least have some electroplasmic power. Yeah, yeah. Borrowing non-Ghost Lines game terminology, you guys are going to have, the line balls are going to have like less effect on Taji, but you're going to get a plus one if you're using uh, any bits and bobs from Cricket. Okay. Okay. Cricket, you get to do the opening move. As a whisper, I'm allowing Cricket basically to do anything any of the line ball rolls can do, but like kind of reduced. Okay. Uh, can I impose my will? Oh, yes. With my aware gift? Yeah. The arcane gift aware. <laughs> I've hired him in the past, so I think Cricket thinks of him as, like, 
still working for her. So that's going to be her first instinct anyway. Hell yeah. Also, in hindsight, I'm thinking about the way that I used it last time. I told you it was like insight to impose will, and I I didn't take that into account. I think we'll just say it's like impose will on ghosts. Okay. But yes, what's your steal again? My steal is plus one. Taji, unfortunately, is a nine-year-old. Uh, <laughs> the like <laughs> Taji was fearless as a ni- living nine-year-old. Now he's a ghost. So I will say, well, that's not higher. But your level, which is two, is definitely greater. So that's one plus one. Are you threatening bodily harm? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Roll with a plus one total. Oh, okay. Well, that's a 13. Oh, I like easy. these dice. It's good dice. Yeah. What are you telling Taji? What does it look, in, what does it look like <laughs> as you command the spirit with your whisper powers? Hey, kid. Stop that. I told you to hire him, not shoot him. Because I've, I've got the mask on and I'm kind of attuned to this kid anyway. Cricket holds her hands out like she's grabbing him, not like to touch him, uh, but just kind of miming it to hold him in place. It looks like she's kind of force joking, but she's not. <laughs> That's just kind of the vibe. Duel of the Fates plays. <laughs> the cylinder of the revolver revolves as Tati tries to get another shot, but can't hold the gun down to Pip and says, uh, <laughs> No, you don't understand, Cricket! This guy had me killed! But his assassin's pretty sloppy with a job! You had him to kill? <laughs> no, no, Pip, Pip, tell me, tell me. He made bread of the to take some guys and try to He's nine! Alright, I know how this sounds, you, you and I know how hit. this appears, you and you are hit. correct to be upset. <laughs> you put a hit out on a child, Pip, a child! Oh, and worst of all, you did a bad job! It looks pretty successful to me. Let's not antagonize the victim here. L- listen, did, didn't it get us closer with our good friend Fishbow? What? You put Fishbow back in charge? Well, we didn't put him back in charge, but he definitely became more in charge. Yeah, by the time we saw him again, he had already done some kind of big job and like... He had a guy that he was using as a table. Yeah, you gotta be real rich to go to the people table restaurants. Oh, after I'm done with you, Peter McKeel, I'm going right for fish bone. Taji? I got patience. Taji? I've been lying on my time. I put myself in one of those spirit models. And he looks through the top just a little. I've been following you around, waiting, waiting for the moment to strike. I knew you'd all be waiting all year. Get to my whisper. It took forever. It took forever to get here. She said seven hours. No, I've been waiting since Arubia. I've been waiting since Arubia. We had like a whole adventure in Severus. Like, I think all of us have been kind of dramatically changed by the event. Yeah. I don't care about your your character (laughs) arc. Clearly, you don't. Listen, Cricket, they killed you. Hey, I didn't do anything. (laughs) I would not have killed you. I don't approve of this. I liked you. I would never put a hit out on a child, and I also had, like, a begrudging respect for you, so. I thought we had, like, a good rapport going, honestly. For real. I thought we did two whole time. Yeah. We'll talk about this later. And I liked your candy, to be honest. (laughs) 
It's all about of, the candy. A lot of candy for you. <laughs> it's a candy day. Sugar addiction is a serious problem. Oh, uh, 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 no one wants to hear that from you. Do not be that. That would be the joke. Taji is going to struggle against this command as, as a whispers command is not a full lockdown. If one of you three would like to do something. I think I'm going to try and get the gun out of his hands, but I'm not going to do anything else. Yeah, I'm going to jump in here, but I'm kind of sympathetic to Taji. <laughs> Same. I'm imagining he's like in the cup, like he's he's somehow like shrunk down. Now I think he's like popped his top half off the cup. But yeah, he's got like a Casper ghost bottom trail in the cup. Then what I imagine Pip does, just tip the cup over and just like put it like face down on like a table of just like trap him like a spider. <laughs> just trap him like a spider, yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna take any doodads from, from Cricket? If Cricket wants to volunteer one, that's fine. Otherwise, depending on Pip's role, it'll be a useful thing or not useful thing. Is there a doodad that can Help me trap like a like a spider and just like all right, shoot, get out of here. Yeah, I think Cricket can pull out a little mini ghost net that is like spider sized for all those spider ghosts that she runs into all the time. It's a surprising amount. People don't just like let them outside. They're not trying to harm you. Then, yeah, I think Piff is, tries to like catch him like a spider. Make your roll. What do you think this is? <laughs> this feels like finesse, honestly. Roll finesse with a plus one because unfortunately I've already been to the physicer, so my harm is gone. But a seven that is an eight total. Okay, which one do you want to do? I think it's funniest. I think Pip just does this quickly, has like the net and just like pop. Take two harm from a manifestation attack from a ghost. He wasn't able to bring like the gun to point at you, but as you like move over to flip him. You happen to align with the the ghost gun and it fires. Uh, It's not a real bullet. It's a ghost bullet. It's a ghost bullet. So it hurts, but you're not like bleeding all over the place. Would that do harm or trauma? That does harm. It's a manifestation attack. Okay. There's probably like a scorch mark, almost like a a Star Wars blaster. An electric shock. But yeah, he's like, you better come over here! And now um, you've got a, a mug wrapped in a net, and it's, like, vibrating. Okay, okay. Unclip this mug. Unclip this mug. Unclip this mug. Let me out. I'm not going to help Taji hurt you, but I'm also not going to help you hurt the kid that you killed, so. This is reasonable. The situation is handled. He's trapped in this mug. Okay. <laughs> Should we get, like, a bottle for him? Like, I don't want to. I kind of want to just let him do what, what he wants. Not. To the extent of like killing. Don't put me in a bottle. I'll stay in here. I'll stay in here. You'll, you'll just stay in there? Yeah, you can let me out. You have choice. You have choice. I will not shoot him. Promise? Promise I will not shoot him. <laughs> I, I do not like. No, no. Pip in any other way. <laughs> What's in it for me? I've got one ghost against me already. I don't need a second. What do you want as a ghost? We don't need to... Neg- I don't negotiate with terrorists, especially tiny he's terrorists. He's not a terrorist. He's a nine-year-old boy that you had murdered. Hey, Cricket! Hey, Cricket! Yeah? You are sympathetic to ghosts. So here is my pitch to you. Please allow me to stay in this mug on your person and keep me safe from Pippa the Kill. I'll help you with this ghost job or whatever. Just... Don't let them put me in a bottle. If you want to stay in the mug, sure. 
I'll take the mug around. Is the mug like better than a bottle? Is I mean the mug? You can't put me in the bottle. Seems like circular logic, but okay. <laughs> I think a bottle's more likely to mess him up, you know? Probably, yeah. Crow managed to say pretty lucid. That's true. Uh, that's, that's true. This isn't Crowl. This is, again, a nine-year-old boy that you had killed for... D- yeah, for the exact same reason as why I had to deal with Crowl. Wait, what? Okay, why did you kill Taji? Crowl was, like, unrelentingly trying to kill you. Taji made one vague threat against you, and you were like, all right, time to murder. This is not the same situation. Crowl had your whole family killed. Yeah, exactly. Taji did not have your whole family killed. Nobody knew enough about it after I tried to hide that part of my life for nigh on 13 years. Can I talk? <laughs> kind of flips over. Can I talk for a minute? Sure. I think what's coming up is from two different worlds. I may have been nine years old, but I was also a crime boss. And, and what, what me and McKeel have, we got the beef with criminals. And he didn't finish the jobs while I was coming back to get him. They all clearly did finish the job. It's just that Not things... <laughs> Alright, the impermanence of... What's going on here is maybe a bit above my ability to deal well, I mean, with. You do specifically take care of ghosts. You probably could have just made sure. Yeah, it does feel like you of all people should have been able to make sure he did not become a ghost. Well, he's pretty handled now. Cricket, the mug is sliding near you. And I'll just tell you right now, if what Taji said is true, Taji hit himself in a spirit bottle for the length of a train journey from Eruvia to here, where apparently they had a whole adventure, uh, and is still looking at solid, you think Taji has somehow reconciled via his own hatred. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty impressive to Cricket. Okay, so Cricket just picks up the mug and just kind of shrugs and drops it in the little bag thing she's carrying. Cricket, can you cover Taji's ghost ears for a moment? Sure. I guess, can I? I don't know. Yeah, 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 you just have on top of the mug. I realize that the nine-year-old thinks that you two are on equal terms, but I do need to let you know that maybe, just maybe, you shouldn't have just murdered a little kid. Maybe you should have talked to some people before you extrajudicially murdered a child. Maybe you don't quite understand this, but you, you probably should. I've been on the run for a long time. If he knew about my situation, that means word has gotten around to him. Any that's that's a loose end that points to me. Pippin, you run around with a badge that says McKeel. Forgive me for thinking people were going to figure out that you were Pippin McKeel regardless. <laughs> I didn't even choose the badge. This is the greatest irony. <laughs> Mr. Walker being like, this is going to be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, we don't get to choose our badge names. It's just sort of Me- ironic that it just worked out that way. Mr. Walker really had something out for you, didn't he? <laughs> Apparently so. When you are asked your name, you tell people it is Pippin McGill. I didn't. Yes, first name, badge name. <laughs> 
I don't make the rules. You could have changed your first name at least. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in hindsight, that would have made a lot, of, a lot more sense. God. <laughs> I never said that I was intelligent. <laughs> The bartender who was in uh, like a back room when the, the gunshot exchange happened comes in, looks around, sees that there's no like bullet holes in his establishment and just goes like, hey, there's uh, everything, everything cool out here. Yeah, I'm going to borrow your mug for a bit. I'll bring it back. Oh, you want me to want me to refill it? No, it's pretty full right now. <laughs> All right, I couldn't tell on account of you holding your hand over it, which is, you know, that's smart. That's smart. It's unfortunate we live in a world like this, but you got to do it. <laughs> yeah, I got to be safe. Yeah, you got to be safe. That's what you got to do. You know, you can keep my mug. You can keep my mug. Oh, thank you. Tell everybody that you got from the Sour Spring Saloon, all right? I don't know if that's good for you, but I'll tell them. Well, oh, <laughs> you not like the mug? We, we, we caught a spider. We caught a bug. Oh, really. damn. Can you get him out of here? I hate spiders. Yeah, you can keep that mug. I don't want it. I don't want nothing to do with that mug. Okay. Maybe we continue this conversation outside then. Yeah, might, might be the move. Head outside. We should stop and get our stuff, right? Yeah. Also, okay, solicit cricket. This might be, I don't know if it was like off or something, but it seems like your ghost locator. <laughs> It's not working that well. Oh, it's, it's not on right now. I'm not using it. <laughs> it feels like if you have the technology to detect ghosts, it just seems like maybe it should tell you when there's a ghost like right there. Well, I'm not going to carry it around on until I've tested it. Uh, fair enough. I mean, I gotta make sure it's not gonna blow up or turn us all into ghosts and rip us out of our bodies or something. Wait, that's an option? That <laughs> I don't know. I haven't tested it yet. <laughs> well, now I don't want to test it. We're gonna go across the street when you turn that on and you can uh, try it out. Oh, no, you don't. It's me. I'm still in the mic. Oh. I hired you guys for Cricket over here to test it, because you're lying here. Are you paying us to test it? Because you're dead. Yeah, well, whose fault is that, all right? Not mine! I'm paying you. I thought that was clear. How much? <laughs> I, yeah. I want more money now that I know that it could immediately kill me. I have no reason to think it would do that. You just said it might. You're the one who brought it up. I mean, anything is possible. It could give us superpowers. I don't know. Well, that would be cool. Don't give Makia superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm kind of okay with any outcome. Like, it's, it's, it's been a day. I don't have time for your suicidal ideation. I can't tell if you're doing it as a bit or not, and we don't have time to parse through that right now, so we'll talk about it later. <gasps> Cricket, locate me! Show him it's okay! Okay. So Cricket pulls out the spirit locator. It's a complicated clockwork rig that when she holds it up to her left wrist, it, on its own, clamps around her wrist and rebuilds itself into kind of a half glove. And then this ring of electroplasmic lightning appears around it. And Cricket with her other hand, holds the mug out at arm's length and 
a little bit of that lightning energy pulls toward the mug and points to it. And she moves it, and the lightning keeps pointing at it. Well, all right. We've tested it. Good work, everyone. Let's go home. (laughs) That's not helpful. We don't have a control group or anything. I don't know how good the range is. I don't know how many spirits it, it can spot at once. Okay, okay. Drix leans over to Pip. Okay, um, control group question. I did. Is the term control group in the dictionary? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Cricket doesn't know what it means either. She just heard it somewhere. <laughs> like, I guess one of her ghost parents was probably a scientist and, like, makes jokes about that that no one around them gets. So. Pip definitely did, like, pharmaceutical experimentation. He's like, it's, it's oh yes, control. Sorry, I googled it. the The definition of control as like control group is in the dictionary, so Andrew knows. What yeah, it means. cool. <laughs> oh, I think he's the person running the experiment. <laughs> no, it's the it's the group of people that you're not doing the experiment on, so that you have a comparison to normal. Which I read in the dictionary, and also, I don't know what that means in this context. How do you get a control group for a ghost detector? Well, it might just be like, Trix doesn't have, like, a ghost detector and has to find ghosts normally. Or does it detect things other than ghosts? Like, does it point at you? That's not a control group, though, because you're doing the experiment. Honestly, I think this is, like, less of a scientific experiment and more of, like, the testing of a device. Like, those are different processes. I don't know how Anna knows this. <laughs> I know how Hannah knows this. <laughs> we gotta do whatever it is you just said. We gotta figure out how far it goes, too. And, like, if anything else interferes with it. And if it'll blow us up. Do you know how, okay, I hope it won't blow us up. Do you know how far it's supposed to go and how many ghosts it's supposed to be able to find at once? Like, did you design this thing with specifications? I'm just kind of seeing what works. All right. Wow, it sounds like that weekend where that famous scientist tried to adopt you really worked, uh, like, really taught you a lot, huh? You know what? (laughs) Actually, that's where I, yeah, I'm running this. (laughs) <laughs> It'd be a famous engineer, probably. I'm running this show. You mean a spark, right? Whatever. <laughs> a scientist would be a natural philosopher. <laughs> yes. Okay. All of Cricket's training comes from a gang that used to sell alchemically fermented eels as drugs. So they would test things, but it wasn't terribly organized. I, I don't think I'm at this level in the Spark Boy Power Club yet. <laughs> So regardless, the line bulls are going to grab their equipment. <laughs> All right, let's go get our shit. Let's get our shit. Wait, what shit are we getting? Our line bull stuff. We're getting our ghost grabbing stuff. Like the heavy duty electroplasmic stuff, the gear. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might interfere with this. I mean, I guess if we bring it kind of nearby, we can test that too. But I'm afraid if we bring it with us, like. We won't get clear data. I mean, generally, we can do, like, a little test first, I feel like, is the scientific way to deal with is, that. Uh, is the spirit locator still on? Yes. It's just been kind of making noises. Yeah, as you approach the train, it starts crackling all over at the train. Uh, and then 
back and forth in reverse. All right. Well, I would. Yes. Yeah, see, I know things. Well, who's this full of it? First of all, we should get our stuff. We should go somewhere that isn't the train because the train has a lot of electrical interference that isn't just our stuff. We should see what distances uh, we can stand at with what stuff and like what will actually cause inter... This is what testing is. (laughs) When you find a problem, you then have to hunt down what's making the problem. And you also like sometimes try to fix the problem. I don't know if you're interested in doing that. (laughs) You seem to know a lot about yeah, I've made that character decision. <laughs> uh, and let's see what other character decisions we're going to make when we start testing in earnest. Next time. Next time. On Ghost on a Train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rhino Plus Wall is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, a podcast with the Faustian Nonsense Network, where we played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. Music by Sebastian Black and TJ Woods. Edited by Greg Corobus, with Creative Commons Zero Sounds from freesound.org. And additional sound design by Kai Gwillem Pritchard. Our cover art is by Yoshko Agresta. Your line balls for this trip were... Cricket. Played by me, Jackie Salaji. Andrew Anderson, badge name Dunville, played by me, Hannah Levin. Adrian, aka Drix, badge name Colburn, played by me, Stefan Lewis. Pippin Pip McHugh, badge name McHugh, played by me, Guys What Bell. And I have been your conductor, Greg Corobus. For bonus content, as well as behind the scenes, become a patron of the Faustian Nonsense Patreon. And in lieu of monetary support, a review on your favorite podcatcher will help Ghosts on a Train maintain visibility. If you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at ghosts underscore train. And I'll have Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us, and please consider traveling with us again next time. I don't want to, like, I don't want to jump in and make this decision for your character, but I do think it'd be very funny if Cricket was, like, a columnist for, uh... <laughs> for the Sparkboy Power! Oh, I like that idea. Oh, that'd be great. Yes. I don't think it's going to click just yet, but I think eventually Trix is going to be, wait a minute. <laughs> I gotta, I desperately want to know what kind of column. <laughs> right. And I feel like it's not under the name Cricket. It's like half disguised. Like. Mm, okay. Okay. Grasshopper. <laughs> I was going to say like AJ Cricket or something. Ah, I love that. A respectable uh, Elysian name. Exactly. This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours. 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 yours Faustian yours, Nonsense yours, thanks yours, you for yours, your patronage. Yeah. Just like yours.